Hi, my name is Allie and I am an ex-Disney World cast member. I am originally from North Carolina, a small town called Eden, and it is exactly what it sounds like. Tiny, small, country town, Eden, North Carolina. Um, it's really not on the map <laughs> at all. There's nothing to do there. So at a very young age, I think I was like 12 years old, I decided that I wanted to get into musical theater and I took that idea and I ran with it. So I went to the community theater, auditioned for The King and I, <laughs> and it just didn't go as I expected no. it to. Like I was, no, I was so excited and I got in there, I was with my mom and I've always heard like, don't bring your cell phones into the theater. So like I had this tiny little like flip phone, mm -hmm. I forgot what it's called, it's a maroon one that like everyone had back and- What, the razors? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think it yeah. was that. Cause this was like, I was 13, so I think I was, or I was turning 13, so it was 2010 mm -hmm. that I did this. And I didn't prepare anything. I showed up in skinny jeans and chucks and a jacket. And was like, I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm going to nail this audition. So I show up and they teach us a song, which was, I think, what's a getting to know you song? So I sang that like a couple times through with like the whole crowd. And then they were like, okay, sit in here for like an hour, two hours and just wait for your number to get called. And my mom, she went and sat in a the theater. So I'm just sitting like alone. I didn't have any friends because it was my, right. like, my first time auditioning for anything. Um so I'm just sitting there alone and I'm just watching everyone else talk to each other. And I was very shy at the time. Like I hadn't come out of my shell yet. And then they finally call my number. Like, I don't know how long I was waiting, but it was definitely longer than an hour. No cell phone. I left mm -hmm. my phone in the car. Right. So you're staring into space. Just staring into space. I was the last group. I'm pretty sure it was just me and two other guys. And I get up there to sing the song. Like I'm holding the sheet like this close to my face, uh -huh. shaking. And I just choke. I get the first note out. And I'm just like... Oh God! And it was bad. It was <laughs> okay, but look, it made for a good story. It makes for it gets worse. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> it gets worse. I'm listening. So I choke, and then the company stops, and they're like, "Oh, do you want to try again?" And I'm like, "I kind of think I have to try again." So they start playing again. Same thing. Like I just can't find the pitch, and then the director of the show starts singing it with me. And she comes up on stage with me and she like puts her arm around me and we're like swaying. So like it opened me up a little yeah. bit. Um, but then she was like, do you have another song that you want to sing? Is there anything else you'd like to show us? And I'm like, I could sing some Taylor Swift. Yeah. So I got up there and sang Forever and Always by Taylor Swift. That's my first musical theater audition. Um, needless to say, I did not get cast in that really? show. I did not well, get cast. That was nice of her, at least, to come mm -hmm. up there and kind of like calm you down. Because I feel like something like that, it kind of breaks the ice on like the audition thing. It did. It definitely broke the ice. And I felt a lot more comfortable at, after that. I think I did okay with the dance. But I really couldn't make it to that many rehearsals anyway because my mom was working. This was like an over the summer type show. Right. So um, did not make that. And then I spent the entire summer just like watching musicals and getting into – that's really when I started getting into Disney. Like I didn't grow up I, – I liked Pixar. Okay. And I liked the music. Like Fantasia was my favorite movie because it was just like music and instrumentals and – just the visuals I really liked, but as far as Disney princesses go, like I was just not into that. Right, it wasn't, it wasn't my it wasn't my thing. Yeah. So I'm doing all this research, and um, I got really into just like the deep dive of Broadway and 
the voice, the vocals. I remember really, the first show that I loved was In the Heights. And I love 96,000, which is like a rap song. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then I got into like 13 the musical because I was a big Ariana Grande fan. Mm-hmm. And she did that one. And so all the entire summer, all I did was like study, 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 study. And then the um, I, I, eighth grade comes around, the very beginning of eighth grade. And I auditioned for my next show, which was called Big Bad Musical, which is basically like the Big Bad Wolf going on trial for all their wrongdoings. And I got cast in that oh, good, one. Good, good. I was Congratulations. so excited. There I had you go. 14 lines and one solo. And so that I, was your second audition, right? Yes, that okay. was my second audition. That one went way better. And I had some friends in that show. So we like practiced, rehearsed our auditions together. And that's pretty much like where it took off for me. After that, I was doing like every single musical I could do, awesome. which I would work on stage and backstage. I definitely preferred working on stage and performing. Right. But I got a more like worldly view of the theater. And I was like, I was hooked. So all throughout the rest of middle school, which was just that one year, and then all in high school, I was just all about it. I was doing every show that I could. Like, I remember one point, I was doing like three shows at once. I was doing two school shows and then the community theater that I did the big productions at. Um, And the whole time I was in high school, I was like the Disney girl. Like, everyone knew me as like, she she is Disney, like she embodies it. My very first job was being a Disney princess for wow. a party company. Yeah, so that was interesting. Did you like doing that or not? It wasn't the same, obviously. Um, it wasn't the same. I did like doing it at the okay. time. It's not something that I would do now. Because do they make do they have you sing and stuff when you do those jobs? They did. Too? Okay, they did. Um, actual Disney princesses in the disney parks we'll get to that but they don't they don't do like vocals or anything because they can't like imitate right kristen bell yeah (laughs) um unless it's kristen bell but i would sing and like i would act out with the kids and we we would do like 30 minute parties 30 minutes or an hour it just depends on like what they booked and i remember the first job i did i got paid 40 dollars, and the first thing i did was go and buy a cookout tray Mm -hmm. because i loved cookout so i was like 16 when i did that Um, and so I, like I said, loved musical theater, was doing all the productions and I really wanted to major in musical theater, but I was scared to. So I ended up majoring in theater education when I first went into school for, and I thought it was cool. It was kind of boring. (laughs) I wasn't having fun doing that at all. And, um, the guy I was dating at the time was a complete loser and had like a very like small view of the world. So when I told him that I wanted to maybe change my major, he was like not encouraging of it at all. Love that. Love that, exactly. So I'm like, I was in, it was my second, going into my second semester of my freshman year. So this was like 2015 is when I originally wanted to change my major because I just like, I wasn't having fun. I like, I feel like I'm wasting my time because this isn't what I want to do. Like, I guess I'm good at it. I could be a teacher, but I don't want to be. And like, just the whole, I'm from North Carolina. The school systems are terrible there. Mm -hmm. They, at the time, I think they were like lowest paid out of all 50 states for teachers. It's just. Yeah, it's crazy. No. Yeah, exactly. And I hated high school on top Mm -hmm. of it all. Like I hated school. Like I like college, but I didn't want to be working from like 7 a.m. until later than like probably 6, 7 p.m. with rehearsals and not getting paid for that stuff. So um, I thought about changing my major then, didn't, 
because my boyfriend wasn't encouraging and then broke up with him. Good. Went into my second year of college and I changed my major to musical theater. And Which is what you originally wanted to do, Yeah, right? that's okay. what I originally wanted to do. Um, and it was something that I absolutely loved doing at the time. So uh, changed my major was super duper happy for like the first year and a half. And then it just kind of wore off. Once I was in college, I also still just had like the Disney like at persona, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. We would do awards every single year at the end of the semester. And they were like customized awards. Like everybody in the program would get it. Because I went to a very small college. I don't think I mentioned that. It was like 1,200 students. Wow. Was it, it a de- private university? It was, okay. Yeah. Um, and this was in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I got out of the small town, moved to like slightly bigger. I mean, it's definitely – it's big for North Carolina. I think right. it's like the third largest city. And I grew up near it. So usually I just tell people I'm from Greensboro because they know that yeah. area. Easier. It's much easier. To, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to a very small private college. We had like 70 people in our department. It, like The theater department was one of the largest. Like theater and music kind of like ran the school. And then there's like the sports and then the very, very, very few people who just didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. So every year I would get like a Disney-related award. Like my first year I got the Our Own Disney Princess Award. The second year I was most likely to star in their own Disney original movie. And I just kind of hated being known for that. I don't yeah. know why. It just like kind of got to me because I felt like I was just like in a box, in a bubble. Right. And people like didn't take me seriously because I was a big Disney fan. Yeah. And when they looked at me, they're like. Like they didn't see your actual like talent? You no, felt like? okay. no, they didn't see my actual talent. And I already look young for my age. How old are you? I'm 25. Okay. Yeah. So, um. I would just get treated like I, I don't, people would treat me like I was dumb. Right. I was like a kid and I didn't like that because when I was in high school, I was like, you know, like the big shot in the theater department. I was the drama club president. I did like marketing where I was an officer for that as well. Like I did a lot of stuff around the school and people looked at me as like a leader. But when I was in college, they kind of looked at me as like I was a kid because yeah. I like Disney. And I mean, everyone likes Disney to an extent, but um so i started like telling people like i don't actually really like disney which isn't true but i just wanted to so that they would stop so that they would stop and that i would create more of like a a name for myself that wasn't just behind this company and disney girl exactly (laughs) disney girl and i think that when it came to casting and shows like i would definitely get typecasted in certain roles or like there were certain roles i wanted that like i wouldn't even be considered for just because of like my young energy, right, which is like something I love now. Yeah. But at the time when I'm trying to grow Hold and break out of that, as long that, as you can. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I'm like 19 years old, like I'm still a teenager right. and I want to be an adult, Older, but like yeah. everyone's calling me Snow White, <laughs> you yes. know, like. So, um, every time Disney like got brought up, I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with it. And people would always tell me about the Disney College program. We'll get into that because I, I okay. don't know most. I don't know how much people know about the Disney. College I didn't even program. know there was one. Yeah, so there's That's a Disney College okay. program, and it's basically a program for college students. You can do it. I don't. It's a little different now because of the pandemic changed things around. Um, but back when I first applied for it and got into it, you could do it in college or one year post grad. 
So everyone's like, you should do the Disney college program, go to Disney. I was like, I don't want to. So when I graduated college in 2019, like I was just like, I'm done with theater, done with Disney. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, Try to get a bunch of jobs that I had no qualifications for whatsoever because my degree was in musical theater. And I kept getting like rejection, 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 one after another. And then there was one job that I really, really wanted. And I made it all the way through like the interview process. And I didn't hear anything back for a while. And I was really upset about that. I was like admissions counselor at the school I just graduated from Mm -hmm. because I like to travel. I was like, oh, that could be a cool thing for me to do. And I was an orientation leader in college. So I really enjoy higher education. Uh, But I didn't hear anything back. And so I'm on Facebook one day and I see one of my friends posts about applying for the Disney college program. And I was like, well, shit, I don't have anything else to do. Like, I just got rejected from this job and like this job. And like, I'm kind of just a sitting duck. And I come from like a family of no one in my family is a homebody. Right. My mom is from West Virginia. My dad is from Jersey. Like I did theater. So like in the back of my head growing up, like all I ever wanted to do was leave home. Mm -hmm. So um I was like, I have nothing else to do. Let me just apply for Disney and see what happens. So I did my application in like 20 minutes. I didn't really expect much from it. And then I almost immediately, I think it was two, I think it was four minutes later, got approved for the web-based interview, which was like crazy fast. I don't, I usually people people will wait months right to get the web-based interview so do you think that was because of the experience that you already had in theater yes yes i definitely think so because my experience at the time was like theater hair makeup storytelling from being a princess um and then being a college orientation leader which you know that's yeah and i worked at a children's museum as well so i did like birthday parties like coordinating that sort of thing so all my experience pretty much was with kids right um, so I got the web-based interview and I was like, whoa, that was fast. And so that's basically just like, it's what it sounds like. It's a questionnaire that they send you so that they can just like weed out more people, see if they're fit for the program. I think I took that the next day cause I wasn't expecting to get it so fast. I went and like, I made plans. So mm-hmm. I took that the next day and then I passed that immediately as well, which usually that I think is kind of like a you know, they know right. right when you take it if you're if you've passed it or not. And then I got scheduled for a phone interview immediately after that. And I think that was like a week out. And it was just crazy because the Disney College program is like <laughs> it's like a cult in a way. Yeah. Like there's a, you have to you have to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's this Facebook group of people who are applying for it and everyone's making friends in it, making group chat. So I eventually just like joined this group chat. And we had a Snapchat Snapchat group together where Mm -hmm. we were talking about our experiences and everyone else in this group, it feels like, has been waiting for the Disney College program opportunity their entire lives. And I was just like, I guess I'll do it. Right. Yeah, it (laughs) just kind of like happened. It just kind of happened. And so they're all like, oh, my God, like you got through so fast. Like, that's so crazy. How did you do it? I'm like, I don't know how I did it. It just happened. Because I'm the Disney girl. Because I'm I'm the (laughs) – Greensboro College's own Disney princess. Exactly. Come I won awards for this. Now yes. is my moment. I'm putting my degree to good work. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I worked for, yeah. guys. Come on. So I did the phone interview. And, like, the thing about the phone interview is that it's really only supposed to last, like, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. 
But mine lasted like 30 because me and the recruiter, we just like really, we just really hit it off, I guess. But then I started to get nervous because like, oh my God, this is lasting so long. Like, is this a test? Am I supposed to, you know, is this like a time management thing? But throughout the interview, like she just basically asked me what my experience was, what it was like being like, you know, birthday party coordinator, being a birthday party princess and all that stuff. And they asked some Disney based questions, which is basically like, if you are working an attraction and the child is too short to ride the ride, like what would you do? Or if a child's too scared to meet with a character, what would you do? So just like those kind of situational Mm -hmm. questions. Um, I think I forgot to mention that when I first filled out the application, and this was back, like I said, before the pandemic, it's all different now. But they ask what your top three roles are. And my top role was children's activities, which is like going to the resorts and just like doing activities with kids. My second choice was a bippity bobbity boutique. And that's like doing, you're a fairy godmother and training a fidget for short. Yeah. You have toddlers come into your chair in the salon, you do their hair and nails and makeup. Um, and then my third, I think, was like merchandise or something like okay. that. Not expecting to get any of them because the ch- children's activities and the Bippity Bobbity Boutique are both very like hard to get into. And I was just like, well, I might as well. Right. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. So after my phone interview, they had just had an acceptance wave like the next day. So I didn't hear anything back. And this is also – Phone interviews can take a while to get scheduled, and I got mine almost immediately. And then after you have your phone interview, they can wait months until applications close Mm -hmm. before you hear something back. I'm just like sitting in my house one day, minding my own business, and I hear, this is like a week later, that there's an acceptance wave. And I was like, oh shit, this could be it. But I'm I'm really not expecting much because I don't know what I'm doing. I have no experience in this. And And it kind of all just kind of like fell together. It all just fell together. It was insane. And it was right at the right time too because I still hadn't heard back from this other job yet. I don't think. I remember it being very close close together. So I'm just like sitting at home. I'm like FaceTiming my friend. I think we're on the phone. And I get an email saying that like a decision has been made and it awaits your view i was like oh my god so i click on it and i saw that i got accepted i was like oh cool like i wasn't really doubting that i would get accepted but the program used to be extremely competitive Mm -hmm. so like i mean i didn't really know what was going to happen and then i scrolled down and i it i think i had to go to like another web browser to see what my role was and i click on this web browser thinking it's going to be like food, custodial, merchandise. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but like those are just like the easier, right. you know, there's more more need for those roles. Mm-hmm. And it says the Bippity Boppity Boutique. <laughs> I was like, that's this, crazy. This has to be a mistake. Yeah. There's no way. I think out of um, thousands of people who apply and even, I don't know how many get in, but it's way less than that, that year for the boutique they only let in 13 girls wow and i think for my location because there were were a few locations but i was one of them i was like there's that's amazing yeah it was really cool it was so unexpected and i felt a little bad because it wasn't even my first so the whole process was what like a week the whole process was probably two weeks okay so still really applying and yeah it was really really fast and i go into my my little group chat on snapchat i'm like hey guys like look at this. And they're like, there's no way. Like, this is your first program. And most people who get that type of role, it's like their second or third program. I think out of 
all because I worked at Disney Springs mm-hmm. for this was the 2020 programs right before the pandemic hit. Um, there were 13 of us. Two of us were first timers and I was 22 at the time. The other girl was like 19. So it was a crazy experience. Um, I had a few months to get ready for the program. So I just, you know, kept doing what I was doing. And then I was on my way to Disney World and it was not what I expected at all. I didn't really know what to expect from the role because it was so small. There's like not a whole lot of people talking about it. There's a whole a whole niche for Disney influencers. And most of them were like either entertainment or they had done like merchandise attractions and they would talk about that but there were like there was like one girl who did the boutique i think and so she didn't really talk about her experience a whole lot i really didn't know what to expect so i get to disney world and i check in to my crappy apartment so at this point you you moved there yes this was january of 2020 so the very end of january i'm gonna take a go ahead and then i'll ask another question that i have did you know how long you were going to be living there Yes. Okay. So my program was for about six months, I think. Okay. With the possibility of an extension. And mm-hmm. I was not too sure about my extension yet. Mm-hmm. You, I think um, that was a decision that was made a couple of weeks into the program. So I, I wasn't sure if I was, I actually told myself I wasn't going to because I just wanted to like try it out for a little right. bit, then move back home and be like a normal adult. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the type of person I am. I felt like right. I needed to be like a normal adult. I check into my crappy apartment that's like literally right in like Buena Vista, like five minutes away from Disney World, uh, apartment complex called Vista Way. It's very infamous for anyone who works at Disney. The rent was like $400 a month. Like it was something insane. And I had, including myself, there were six girls all living in one apartment. We all got along just fine. I knew one of them going into it because we had linked together. And so we had like the big room together and another one of my roommates is from England. The other one is from like Arkansas. One is from, um, I think she was from like Taiwan mm-hmm. somewhere. Like it's so like super cool. And then another girl from Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 So it was very diverse and we had, we all got along just fine. Like we were having a great time. And then like I started training with Disney and this is where it's like Disney training for this role in particular was just, and I, I also want to say that I do not speak for the company. I feel like I have to, I have to say that, okay. but this training was not like top tier at all. It was kind of bad. Uh, so like I'm in the boutique and I think the packages, I don't, really remember but they range from like 70 80 dollars to like 400 dollars and like everything in between so i go in for the first day of training and they first off i my training got pushed back because something went wrong with the disney systems and they couldn't get my background check it was like they went through a third party and it happened to like hundreds of people and i know for a fact it was like i don't know if it was everyone in the state of north carolina but me and my other roommate from North Carolina, like both of our background checks like weren't back in time. So we couldn't start working. So they pushed back our traditions is what they call it. It's basically like orientation. So I was just stuck in Orlando, yeah. not working, not making any money for like, it was probably a week okay. that we were stuck there. I went, I bought a pass to Universal so that I could go there because I couldn't go into the Disney parks yet because I didn't have what we call our blue ID, which is just like our cast member employee, mm-hmm. like 
card. There's a lot of Disney lingo right. as well yeah. that I'm going to have to explain a little bit. But a cast member is an employee of Disney. Okay. So my roommate and I, we were just kind of like sitting ducks while other roommates are going and working. And some of them had, most of the roommates had moved in before me anyways. They, that's just the way Disney did it. They would, it didn't matter what your arrival time was. Like my roommate from England had already been there for three months. Some of them had been there for two weeks. Um, three of us arrived on the same day. So it was just like, it was what it was. Um, eventually, background check came back. I got into training. Out of all the other girls in the boutique, I think there was like maybe one other girl who also got hers pushed back. But everyone else was like on the same page. And they were moving a lot faster in their process. And I'm like, and they had already done the Disney College program before, like I said. So they okay. knew what to expect where I like, I had no idea what was going time. on. It was my first time. Disney wasn't communicating with them, with us at all. They had told us that if they get the background checks back in time, like keep your phone on, we might call you at six o'clock in the morning and expect you there at Disney University for orientation at like 830, okay. which is what happened to me. Like I got a call at six o'clock in the morning saying like, hey, you need to be here at eight. I was like, okay. <laughs> so right. um, it was all just very rushed and unorganized. I feel like the training was really hard. So we walk in, first day of training. I was late to getting my costume because I wasn't able to get it. So I had to run and get my costume, which is the uniform. We call mm -hmm. them costumes. Um, we go in for training and I was wearing, they told us that we could wear like character, character heels or just like these little like keg shoes, but they had to be non-slip. So I already had my character shoes, which I've worn for years and like mm -hmm. three hour long productions, dancing and singing and moving around. Like I didn't think it would be any sort of a big deal, but oh my God, like I still have nerve damage in my feet just for wearing them for like two days, eight hours straight. Wow. We weren't allowed to sit. Like so at like, all? No. We weren't allowed. We were allowed to sit on breaks. But while So this we was were, all during training still? Yeah, this okay. is all during training. This is like the first two days of training. And, and was like, this basically just them prepping you guys for that specific role? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, we're already in like the small group of like 13. And I think we split off into two separate groups. But we were training, learning these hairstyles with no products. We didn't... I. I don't even think we had water to learn with, no hair gel, pomade, none of that in this tiny room. Like we were all slammed into this like teeny tiny. It was like the leader. We have um, coordinators, which is like a manager, and then the leader is like above them. So in the leader's office, which is like smaller than this, it's like half the size of this room. Yeah. We're all crammed in there. My feet are killing me. And I remember I was like leaning on a table and my trainer was like you can't be leaning like you have to get up and I was like my I wanted to cut my feet off like I've never it was did my anyone fault. tell them do what did anybody tell them that like your feet were in pain or anything like no that? Okay. no and I told I was like my feet are like killing me right now and it was my fault mm -hmm. for wearing the shoes but like I thought I would maybe be able to sit but there was just there's no sitting at Disney. Right. I remember them. they told us But also that. they were shoes that I feel like that you thought you had a, like a good amount of experience yeah. in that like, you know, they and would these, be good for that. They were like this big. Like mm -hmm. the heels were not high, but right. there was just no like foot support. Like my, oh gosh. Like I said, I still get like shooting pain in my feet just from wearing those shoes for like two days. That's crazy. And then I went to Walmart and bought <laughs> a new pair of yeah. shoes. And I remember there, the Disney look is like a whole other thing where um, I was wearing my shoes and then I put a pair of socks on like just like little white socks that you really couldn't see 
And then my pantyhose on over it and my trainer like immediately saw them and was like, you have to take off your socks. And you put those on just to kind of provide like extra support. Yeah, just to, yeah. yeah. And it felt, it did feel a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. it just like wasn't, it wasn't good enough. So that's when I went to Walmart and bought a new pair of shoes. I had a friend in the boutique who has like a really bad ankle Mm -hmm. and she had to wear like an ankle brace or something like that medical like this is a medical thing and they told her like if she couldn't stand for however many hours we're working without the ankle brace and she would have to get a new role like they didn't they don't they don't really care about medical accommodations like or anything it's either you can do it or you can't yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and i think she ended up finding like a way around it um because our I had two trainers, the other trainer, which I, I loved both of them. My trainers were great. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, her like fiance at the time was like specialized in that sort of thing. And she was like, you could try wearing this sock. They might not see it. And like they didn't. They right. never noticed. Yeah. So the training was like really, really rushed. We did all the hairstyles in one day. Like we didn't – I think one girl took notes. And I thought that they would give us like a pamphlet or something. But like no, it's like you learn the information, you retain it. And I don't remember how many hairstyles there were. But I want to say there was probably like three or four, but there were variations on all of them. So in all like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I want to say like maybe like seven. Seven really variations remember. But on there was like, style. Yeah, oh, there was like three. The I'm trying to think back because this was a while ago. Not on each hairstyle. Mm-hmm. On each hairstyle, there was maybe like two or three variations. Okay. Some of them, it was just like the hairstyle. Yeah. But they all had different names to them. And you would have to learn the difference between like the Enchanted 1, the Enchanted 2, the Enchanted 3, or like the Royal with the swoop, without a swoop, or like, you know, just like that thing. And you can't really – you couldn't do any sort of like – personal style on any hairstyle like they all had to look exactly the same so if you accidentally like i remember one time i was doing an elsa hairstyle we had an elsa one and two and the one was just significantly better than the two because the two had like this really weird twist in it that just didn't make any sense and no one like (laughs) like understood how to do it honestly and whenever a little girl came in with the elsa like they would usually do the elsa one which was just like a braid Mm -hmm. if i'm remembering right Um, But I remember having a little girl in my chair and she chose the two and I did, I had only done it one other time that was in training and this was a couple weeks later and I'm doing the hairstyle and my like coordinator comes over and she like in front of the entire family, she's just like, what are you doing? And I was like, my job, I thought. Um, And she like redid the whole hairstyle right in front of the family and she was like that's not so how you do just it took over. yeah yeah and i was like okay like that kind of breaks the magic a little bit like i understand like if i was doing the hairstyle wrong yeah but but also I, like wait until after. it was embarrassing right. yeah it was just embarrassing so how long was training was it two days or longer training was about five days okay so we we learned all the hairstyles on the first day the second day we were in the salon doing them okay. so like this family just paid like you know two hundred dollars for this hairstyle in this package so it's expensive it's very expensive and i had only been doing it for one day with no hair products so um that was extremely nerve-wracking like it was very very intense Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of girls who were all the younger girls were very nice in the boutique um a lot of the older wiser fairies what Mm -hmm. we call them they were kind of mean. The wiser fairies. <laughs> the wiser, that's what, yeah. yeah. They were wiser fairies. 
Um, some of our coordinators, like they weren't the nicest. The leader, even the leaders, like, I had a leader just like laugh in my face one time because mm-hmm. I did something wrong. Right. And I was like, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to. Like, I'll learn from my mistake, but she just like laughed in my face. I was like, Yeah, I feel like it's pretty, it seems that like that's like a trend I feel like that happens is when like the older higher ups, yeah. you know, they have the experience and they expect someone like you said with one day of training or even like five days of training which still isn't that much yeah like to have it down perfect and it's a joke but things like that can lead you to feeling like very uncomfortable oh yeah like not and you know be having a fear of failing again yeah and it's it it's kind of like bittersweet because I loved the job Mm -hmm. and I like grew to be very good at it it was not like anything I'd ever done before. Right. But it was just, it was very intense. Like that it's, and it wasn't for everyone. Like mm-hmm. I could 100% understand why they only let a select amount of people into this role because like the training, like I had friends in food who would train for like a week and a half to two weeks where I was in the boutique only training for five days mm-hmm. and then having an assessment and then just like being completely on my own. It took a long time. Well, not that long because I wasn't there that long because of the pandemic. We'll get to that. Um, to really get used to it and get comfortable. And there was also like there was a salon position. There were also other positions. I just didn't like those as much. Like you can be podium where you check people in. I hated that one because I always wanted us to upsell. And like I'm not a salesperson. So I didn't like doing that. There was the seater position where you would seat people in, in the chairs in the salon. And like that was okay. There's a fitting room attendant, but I liked being in the salon. Another thing was time limit. So from the moment a child like hit the chair, they were only we were only supposed to be there for like 25 minutes. So I had to do hair, nails, and makeup in 25 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. So a big part- Were you like rushing like a maniac or did you eventually get it down to where it was like- it seemed like you were taking your time. Even yeah. You well, a lot of it is storytelling. So okay. I would have to make sure that I had my stories like that. Because the faster you talk, the faster your hands work. So you're telling stories while doing. Yes. Their, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm acting. Basically, I'm like, I'm a fairy godmother in training. I The, the fairy godmother from Cinderella is my boss. And I have to go to school for 1,000 years to become a fairy godmother and to gain like my wings or whatever. So I would tell princesses at the time and be like, oh, I'm, I was 22 at the time. So I'm like, I'm 222 years old and Mm -hmm. I am a bit of a younger fairy. And I would tell them, oh, I had Rapunzel in my chair this morning and Mm -hmm. her hair is 70 feet long. It takes so many of us fairies, like that, like that sort of thing. So like I said, the faster you talk, the faster your hands move. But like you have to have those stories down pat. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when I first started, especially the first day, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Right. Because <laughs> so you're, so you're pretty much making them up on the spot. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hello. I now basically do the same thing, but through a third party company. And like we get way more time with the families. We get like we go to resorts, the Disney resorts and vacation homes and like I can spend as much time with them as I want. Right. Like now I have my stories like more down pat. But at the time, like this is my second day working at Disney. I don't know what to say about yeah. about who. And so um, it was just very nerve wracking. And I have I mean, I feel like everybody has anxiety, but it made my anxiety so bad. Like I got these really bad tension headaches and it would be like right here where I would just feel pain just right there. And mm-hmm. I am never since I left that role, never gotten one, but yeah. I would get them every single day. And I started getting migraines because 
you know, there would be a fairy in the corner who's watching the time being like, you're running out of time, like hurry it up. And I get that it's a very high profile place, but I just, I just, I just, I felt very pushed into it. I felt very, very pushed into it, but I eventually started to learn and I was getting excited to go to work and that's about the time that we hear about this little virus that is taking over the world. And I remember it being a concern before I even left because like I said, I left at the very end of January. So around like mid-February is when people started talking about it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But Disney didn't say anything about it. I would just, you know, go to work as usual. And then I started doing my own research about it, started freaking out. But I'm like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. If Disney's not saying anything about it, then it's fine. And then March rolls around, spring break, the week it all happens. And it went from like zero to 100 at Disney World. I remember standing. I had friends visiting me that week. And we're standing in line at a ride for Magic Kingdom. And they're checking their phones. They're like, oh, my goodness, we just got another week of vacation. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, I'm checking my phone. Disney's not saying anything about it. So, like, it should be fine. I went into work the next day. And we would always have a meeting before work. And they mentioned, like, you know, we have the virus that's going around, but we we would always wash our hands. Like, we'd always clean the chair. We were very clean. Like, we right. the cleanliness was good there. So they're like, there's nothing to worry about. Like, we're doing everything we're supposed to do. We'll be fine. And I think it was like the next day, Disney announced that like all the parks were shutting down. But Springs was staying open. So they Which said, is what? Disney Springs. Okay. So that's like outside of... The Disney parks, okay, but it's it. still Disney affiliated. And then there's like the third party companies, just like shopping and okay. food and like that sort of thing. And that's where my boutique was. There was one in the castle, one at the Grand Floridian, which is a resort. And so then- you were staying open, basically. Yes, okay. we were staying open. And so it was very confusing how like they were saying like, that it wasn't. The closing, yeah, it, but we're not. Yeah, exactly. That it's like not safe to be in the parks, but it's OK for like us to work. Yeah. So. I mean, I still went into work as usual because what they had said is that, oh, they're just shutting down for like a couple of days. And they hadn't quite shut down yet by why this was coming. Like that was coming up like next week or something. I don't really remember. It's just all so fuzzy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like it just all happened so fast. And so I'm like going into work and then I'm just watching like we had a little reservation system that had like who was coming at what time. Every single person was just like missing their reservation. Like nobody was coming in. We had hardly any clients that day. Um, our cords had us go walk around Disney Springs, like trying to get people to come into the boutique because like everybody was canceling their vacations. Right. So it was scary because people all around the world are hunkering down at this point, but we're at Disney and like nothing bad happens at Disney and everything's okay. But just like right down the street, they're being told like, they shouldn't come to the theme parks, but like yeah. Disney Springs is okay. So we had a number to call if we had any concerns about the coronavirus. So I called the number and I just like asked them like, why are the parks closed but Springs isn't? Like it makes me feel like I'm not as valued as a cast member because my friends who are over in the castle are like, we get a vacation, but we're being told we have to go to work. And um It was more like a comment and concern thing. And the girl on the other end was very nice. And she was like, we completely understand where you're coming from. Your comments are being heard. Little did I know, (laughs) I go into work like the next day. And I am sitting on my break, my 15-minute break. 
at that. So it was very, very short. Like, I mean, it was just enough time to eat a snack. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there. And all of a sudden, there are three other girls on the Disney College program in there with me. Everyone else is like full-time, part-time. And this girl, she's like, oh, my God, my roommates just got termed. And so termed at Disney means you get fired. So, which is not exactly what happened, but that's what she said. Mm-hmm. So just to, you know. Yeah. She's like, they just got termed, like, they're being sent home. I don't know if they were at work or what, but they were just told that, like, they had to go home. Okay. So we were like, oh, my God. And it, I was still just so delusional at this right. point. Like, so like not brainwashed where on. I was like, well, I'm in the boutique. So, like, they're not going to send me home. Yeah. Little did I know. Two minutes later, we get an email stating that the Disney College program has been canceled. Wow. So that's just cold turkey. It's done. Cold turkey. And so, like, obviously, I just start crying. <laughs> yeah, because it's extremely abrupt. Yes. Like, and what are you supposed to do? It was an email. How yeah. long were you there for at this point? So this was um, right after St. Patrick's Day, I think. So, like, were you there for March? even a month yet? Yes. Okay. I want to say... I haven't really thought about it. I want to say I was there for about six weeks, maybe. I wasn't there for long. And I had... But you were supposed to be... You thought you were going to be there for like six months. Yes. And um, I didn't mention like at this point, I'm really comfortable with the job. I started to really, really love it. So I didn't want to leave. I was going to stay. And I had never... I just didn't plan on going back home. I know earlier... When I was, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I don't want to be known for being the Disney person. But right. like, I realized very quickly, like that's where I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't really have a dream job at that point, but that was my yeah, dream. You started job. thriving like, there. I started. I thrived there. I absolutely loved it. I made the best friends I'd ever made in my life. I was having so much fun there, and I wasn't at that point. Like, I'm, I'm a social person. But I wasn't much of a partier. Like, I right. I went out in college to bars and, like, I went to some house parties here and there. But, like, I wasn't, like, getting drunk every weekend. Like, I don't smoke or anything. I don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. So I would go out every once in a while. But I worked so much. Like, I would work, like, 10-hour days yeah. every day. And, like, that's a lot and, like, not something I would do now. But at the time, that is – I was so happy doing it mm-hmm. aside from, you know, the – anxiety headaches and and that stuff but once I was settled in like it was it was cool yeah so we get this email and my friend is reading it out like I'm just kind of like reading it with her and it's basically like the Disney College program has been canceled you have three days to move out of the state or like I mean I guess some people from Florida but you have three days to move out of Disney housing because my apartment was through Disney yeah that's why it was so cheap like it was four hundred dollars a that's month. Like, like crazy that's not though. a thing like, at for them Florida. to like, expect that kind of fast yes wow that's nuts okay it was nuts and it was very messed up yeah. and i they hadn't said anything about it but so we were was, all aware that it was messed up and it was all over email it wasn't like one of your in-person meetings no okay. so we initially got the email we're reading it all three of us who are on the Disney College program just start crying and all the other fairies full-timers and part-timers are coming over and like holding us and hugging us and then all of a sudden a leader just breaks into the break room and she's like get into the office now like we have to talk so they pull us three in and then this other girl who was just she was working but she was in the back and they just pulled her in this girl was from england and they had just closed off the borders the day before so we're all crying she's like what's going on because she didn't see the email and then my leader reads off this statement Basically saying, like, 
the program is being canceled due to the coronavirus. You're given this many days to move out. The girl from England, like I, I still like cannot get the panic in her voice out of my head. Like she just starts freaking out and she's like, I can't go home. Like a ticket back home costs so much money. They just closed the borders. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I can't get out of here. So she starts freaking out. We're all just like freaking out. And then one by one, they start gathering the other like Disney College program participants from like the salon and from wherever they are. And this was like, like I said, in this room, I think it was only like four of us. Um, and then I remember after that meeting, they were like, go out there, stay in the back. Don't say anything to anyone because the other girls, they didn't have their phones on them. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So I remember they opened up the door and I see one of my friends and like my face is all puffing. I'm crying. I just look at her and I just shake my head and I just walked out and then. They gave the same meeting to them. Everybody's crying. We don't know what we're going to do. Everyone's hoping that they'll change their mind, that we can stay. And I remember being my best friend from back home. It was her birthday. And I called her crying. And I was like, happy birthday. I just got fired. So they technically, like, they technically did not term us. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just a very harsh word at Disney. It literally means terminate. So when the roommate's friend or when my friend's roommate said that they like terminated them like we were all freaking out like now we're gonna be known as people who got fired from disney like it's gonna be hard to get a job once you get fired from disney but we technically they completed the program it was only like a couple of months long or a couple weeks long but they had ended up completing the program i packed up all of my stuff within like a day and got out of there Mm -hmm. i mean it was crazy in my car i had a 2008 Volkswagen Beetle at the time, super duper tiny car, just got it out of the shop because the drive from North Carolina to Orlando killed the car, basically. It was like $1,000 to get that same thing fixed, like way more than it was even worth. But like it was my car. So I was freaked out that it wasn't going to make it back home. And like I said, I had my friends there to like help me pack my stuff Mm -hmm. into that car as well. So I packed up all my stuff said bye to my roommates um on the last day that i was there they sent out an email to everyone saying like hopefully we can restart the program again in two weeks because that's what we all thought like yeah. we could all just we would come back in yeah, two weeks like if we just yeah pass, if right. we just stay at home and we'll be okay mm-hmm. obviously we know that's not what happened right and they sent out a questionnaire saying you know, would you return? And like, for me, it was instant. Like, of course I would return back to Disney. Like I just had such a good time here. I went home. I don't blame Disney for like ending the program. That was the right thing Mm -hmm. to do. But I wish there was more communication beforehand. Yeah. Besides it just being like cold turkey because people, we would have guests all the time asking us, do you know what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, what are the secrets? And we're like, we don't know because Disney wouldn't tell us. Right. So if we had more notice and my friends from, so I, the one girl, she was from the UK and my roommate was from the UK. So all of her friends, like they worked in the UK pavilion mm-hmm. in Epcot, they were actually able to stay a little bit longer. So that okay. was good. They let them stay for about a month, I think. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they got an email saying like, you know, it's you the program's not coming back. Like you guys have to go home. Yeah. So they ended up parting ways, which is um, really sad. It, I mean, it was just sad for everybody. And I, from the moment I got home to the maybe, I think it was like a year and a half later was when I went back to Disney. Like I was just so 
depressed the entire time. I know right. we all were. Like we were all trapped at home, but where I was like living the life. Like yeah. finally I felt like this is where I belong. This is what I should be doing. Like I'm happy doing this. I was just trapped at home. Mm -hmm. So naturally, like everyone else, I started TikTok mm -hmm. <laughs> just to like keep things moving a little bit. Um, and I I actually really liked it. Like I gained a good following in a little amount of time and I had a lot of fun doing that. And then um, I was just still waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for Disney to come back and it just wasn't coming back. So I decided to just kind of move on with my life and I got a job as a preschool teacher and I also worked at Bath and Body Works just for fun and I hated it. Like I nothing was making me happy and I felt like I wasn't myself and it was crazy because I was only there for six weeks. But yeah. like I said, I met some of the best friends that I've ever met in my entire life and I was just so happy. I've always wanted to live in Florida. I didn't necessarily always want to work for Disney, but that's where I always wanted to be. And I just felt like there was no way I was going to go back. Like I was really starting to lose hope. And I was also just so angry at this time because that's when everything's going on with the pandemic and Black Lives Matter. And I was just so mad. And like, I just didn't quite understand why this was like happening in the world, you know, but now that I look back on it, um, I mean, everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. And like, none of us wish that if I had a choice for the pandemic to happen versus it not happening. I wish it would have never happened, mm -hmm. but I did learn a lot through that time yeah. that I was gone. So uh, like I said, I was a teacher and like these were pandemic babies. Like I was in the older toddler room, so they were like one and a half to two years old. So they were, they, they, they had turned one and then like shut down. Like mm -hmm. they're being quarantined in, in isolation for a year and then thrown back into a room of like 15, two and a half year olds. Like right. I loved my kids, but it was terrible. Like I would go into my car and just cry mm -hmm. during break. Yeah. I would get a one hour break every single day, most days. And I was just like, I have to go back to Disney. Like I don't know what I need to do, but I just wanted to go back so bad. Like I was willing to do anything. And then – I think it was around maybe February or March. They released like part-time because they ended up opening back up. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when, but it was sometime in 2020. Um, and so I had some friends who still lived in the area and they were working there and getting jobs. But just also the conditions for the cast members just weren't the safest because they had to wear masks outside in Florida. Yeah, and say. like in March, it's up to 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. And once I eventually went back, um, we only had to wear masks inside. We didn't have to wear them outside. But my trainer had told me that, you know, while that was going on, cast members would just pass out all the time because they would right. get way too hot and they couldn't breathe. And I have asthma. So, yeah. yeah, I'm like, if I have to wear a mask outside for like eight hours and right. it's probably wouldn't, it wouldn't be very pretty. So um, it's just that, in my opinion, Disney should have waited a little bit longer to open back up because it just wasn't safe. But it was – it's about money. It was a big money grab for the company at that time. So – Anywho, backtracking again to when I was at home and just working through the pandemic. They released something about like full-time, part-time, and I applied for it because it's like all I wanted to do was go back. And then 
around that time, I hadn't heard anything back for a hot second because they were just getting applications in. Like nobody was receiving offers. I had... So you, sorry to interrupt you, but you didn't have any type of like, I guess, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like special treatment, I guess, since you already no. were there. Um, Not at this moment in time. Okay. Not at this moment. So like you would have to completely reapply again like you yeah. did the first time. Yes. And so they were only hiring at that point for like custodial attractions. So it food. wouldn't even be for the same position. No. Okay. No, the boutique was closed, closed, closed. Like doors okay. boarded up and not actually, but like it was shut down mm -hmm. for a long time. Even when I went back, it wasn't open. So... I applied for full-time, part-time, just sitting duck, just waiting and waiting. And actually, there was another job, like a real person job that I was applying for that one of my friends worked for the company. Mm -hmm. And it sounded pretty cool. It sounded all right. Like I had the Disney personality. It was customer service and yeah. it paid well. So mm -hmm. I was like, I guess I could apply for that. I applied for it. I just like, I could tell though during the interview, I was like, I don't really want this. Right. And like that really affects you. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even like fake it. I'm like this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to be corporate. Yeah. It's not me. So I got through the interview and I just like, I wasn't really feeling it. And I think it was like maybe a week later. So crazy the timing of it, but I'm sitting at work like during nap time for the kids and they're all actually sleeping this mm -hmm. time and I get a message from one of my friends on Facebook who I actually knew from back home but she did the Disney college program like years before I did and she was like congratulations the program is coming back and I was like what like where yeah. did you hear that and right. she goes oh like we just, as an alumni for the Disney, Walt Disney World Company, we just got an email saying that the program is coming back. So, like, you should be hearing something soon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there is no way yeah. on a random Tuesday or whatever day it was mm -hmm. that the Disney College program is starting back up. Sure enough, 15 minutes later, I get an email stating that the program is starting back up. Yeah. And I just started crying oh, <laughs> in the yeah. middle of nap time. And my friend who was also working with me, like, we were around the same age and, mm -hmm. like, she understood, but I was, she was just like, why are you crying? And I'm like, starting back yeah. up. So does that mean since the program itself was restarting, does that mean that they were just going to let you back in to kind of finish where you left Pretty off? Pretty much. Okay. So for people who got sent home on that program, they had first choice. So okay. I don't know if they really rejected anyone from that pool, but I immediately, I think during the nap time, like reapplied because it was like a very short right. thing. Mm -hmm. Um and then I don't even think I had to do an interview for that. I think it okay. was just kind of like, you've been accepted, select an arrival date, Got which it. was like a month out. Mm -hmm. or, this was probably like April or May. I was also supposed to that summer study abroad in England. Mm -hmm. And then that program got canceled because of COVID. And this is 2021. Right. So like we had already been vaccinated and everything, but it still just like mm -hmm. wasn't quite safe. And like that was really upsetting because that's something I've always wanted to do. Right. Um, and then I'm like, my job, like, I just feel so stuck. Like it was like the timing of it was divine. It was mm -hmm. insane. So I reapplied and I was hoping like, oh my God, this means the boutique is going to open back up. That's where I'm going to go. And like, I just, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Like mm -hmm. I'm not going to be happy doing anything else. And like, I was just in this bubble of pixie dust at this right. time, basically. And 
I get my acceptance. I pick an arrival date without knowing what my position was at this point because they didn't really know what they were doing on their end anyways. And I get my offer and it was for food, quick food service. And I was just like, I don't know about this because I've never worked in food before. Right. And I've always heard that like working food at Disney World is rough. And in a lot of locations it is. But I actually ended up working in Epcot festivals. So like food and wine, flower and garden, like all that stuff. The majority of the first group, the first wave coming back to Disney were in that group. Okay. So I remember telling all my friends like – And I wanted to – if I knew I was working in food, I wanted to be in Epcot. Like, that's the place that you want to be. Yeah. So I was nervous for working in food because I'd never done it before. I thought, if anything, I'd get merchandise because I worked at Bath and Body Works. But they just didn't really care. They just, like, selected the people who could come on this date and just plug them in wherever they could. And the boutique wasn't open. So I'm like, all right, I'll go and I'll do my job and I'll have fun. But as soon as boutique opens back up, like, I'm going to go. So um, I'm talking with all my friends from the previous program. We're all planning on going back. And I finally get there. I'm back at Disney. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't made any friends. Like before I had the group chats and I was like all into it. I get there on the first day and I also lived. I didn't do the Disney housing this time because I had a cat. I wanted more space. I didn't want a roommate. And they had upgraded. They went from like they used to have four different apartment complex, I think, in like the same area. Then they built this huge like luxury apartment complex mm-hmm. for the Disney College program called Flamingo. And it's this beautiful, beautiful apartment complex, brand new. We were like the first group of participants to get to move in there, but I just wanted more space. So I just got my own apartment. Right. But they had like the welcoming events and, you know, parties for everyone to meet each other. And then they meet their roommates and most of the people working on the program all worked in the same area at that time because like we all worked Epcot festivals. So like they all knew each other. Like I walk in on the first day and there's also most of them would take the Disney transportation. I drove. So I walked in like five minutes before we were starting. Everyone else is already there. And I'm just a little more isolating. It was a little isolating. It was just like, oh my God, like I don't have any friends. And I'm a, like I said, I'm a social person. I'm pretty extroverted. But like when everyone else is already like grouped off into groups, it's just like a little intimidating. Yeah. And then this girl just like walks up to me and she's just like, hey. I was like, hey. And now we're still best friends to this day. Oh, awesome. <laughs> um, her name is Morgan. She's actually the one who showed me your podcast oh, like months ago. So shout out to Morgan. She's the best. She just walked up to me and we just like hit it off. And like that was the first day of training and just became best friends. And I actually ended up really loving the job. Good. Like it was the when we actually were out doing training in the little kiosk booths, my trainer told me that it would be the easiest job you would ever do. Like mm-hmm. I was just taking orders, filling drinks and handing out food. Like I didn't even have to make the food. It was awesome. So I'm just standing here. So this training was a lot different. This training was so different. It was so laid back. It was so much fun. Did you still have to dress up or was it? (laughs) Yeah, I still had to wear a costume. It was, it ended up being pretty iconic, but it was so ugly. It was like striped blue shirt, Mm -hmm. like these khaki shorts that were like way too small, but they didn't have, so the amount of people that they brought in to fill this role. They didn't have enough clothes for them. Right. So I was in the first group, luckily, to go to get my costume. And I just happened to get the last striped shirt. So I was like, 
I got a striped shirt. And then they ended up um, just like putting out blue shirts. So then there was like the running joke, like, oh, if you got the striped shirt, then like you're cool. Yeah. But if you got a blue shirt, then like, oh, uh, and then they had like, they added even more people to the pool and they had the white shirt. So we were all wearing different costumes. Now, before this role was like a, sh- um, a flag shirt, and that's like very iconic for Epcot, but there were just so many people. And this certain role was very, it's supposed to be like culture representatives, but they hadn't opened back up the international program. Right. So like, we're all from America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they just, yeah, yeah the, the costumes were yeah, not not flattering at all, but they they ended up being like, iconic in a way so um the job was it was a lot of fun it wasn't very fulfilling but I mean like what like I am standing in the middle of Orlando Florida just filling up frozen rosés all day handing them out to people and being like have a great day yeah I do that for a few hours I go home I get ready to go out with my friends like this is my life you know But something like that is only sustainable for a couple of months, for me at least. Like, I loved it. I was planning on staying in Epcot festivals for a really long time. And it really wasn't, like, the job and, like, it wasn't the people. But I just started to get so bored. And at that time, that's when, like, Disney was getting extremely controversial or, like, at least the program was because they were letting in so many people at once. They just didn't have enough people to train them. And so my training was, like, it was just me and another guy in my group and there was supposed to be someone else, but he ended up not showing up. Mm-hmm. So it was just us two training for like two or three days. And so we got everything down pat. And like for us, it wasn't our first jobs for a lot of other people. It was. And yeah. um, for the people, mo- the majority of people in my group had done the college program before. They eventually opened it up to people who hadn't. I don't think I mentioned that. So there were a lot of people who just like had never had a job before and <laughs> thought yeah. that coming to Disney would be like, a party scene which it kind of was the party scene is something completely different that we'll have to get into but people didn't want to work right so they would come to work and they would just like complain or they wouldn't do their job so then there would be the people or they just weren't trained properly so it was a lot different than prior to yes okay yeah it just wasn't taken as seriously no i don't think that they were I had heard from some higher ups that they weren't prepared okay. for the amount of people who were coming in. And like it showed like COVID started going around Flamingo Crossings and people were just calling out of work all the time. Disney has this point system, which I don't like. But the point system is if you call out, you get a point. If you get four points, you get a reprimand. If you get three reprimands, I believe you get fired, turned. Okay. So if you're actually sick – you have to call out, you get a point. I think if you get like four points within six months, you can't transfer to like full-time or part-time. So if you're on the college program like I was, I couldn't call out more than four times in six months if I wanted to go full-time, part-time. I believe those are the number. It's like something like that. It might be a a little off, but yeah, it's something like that. So people are getting sick all the time and then there's just people who are calling out and like we started getting extremely short staff like food and wine is our big festival and they were trying to pull people from other locations like they were pulling people from the resorts or pulling people from Magic Kingdom from everywhere just to do food and wine because so many people they're letting in pretty much anyone at this mm-hmm. point and they're all terming because they're not happy because they right. expect it to be a party and it's like, oh no, you like actually kind of have to work a little bit. Yeah. But like I said, this was not a hard job and I got deployed to Magic Kingdom for like a week 
to because it was between festivals so there wasn't mm-hmm. anything for me to do in epcot right and the magic kingdom guests versus epcot guests is a whole new world like they really? were so rude you could tell the they difference. were so mean yes i got wow. yelled at over popcorn because it was we had it was a very end of the night we we're technically technically closed and they just i showed up to magic kingdom earlier for my shift they didn't like train me on anything they just put me on a cart and they mm-hmm. were like here just like sell these ice creams which is like not a hard thing to yeah. do but i'm just like i'm not used to the crowds at magic kingdom and i didn't know how to work the system i didn't know how to work the walkie talkies i didn't know my way around because like full disclosure i'm not a magic kingdom fan like i yeah. never go to that park because it's always so crowded and there's so much going on it's hectic to get in and out of and they just threw me on the cart like there was no training for that whatsoever i was just like panicked and freaked out a little bit so later on in the day, one of my friends, it was a guy that I had trained with. He also got deployed to Magic Kingdom for that week. And he, I think, I don't know if he had made the popcorn or someone who didn't know how to make, make it, made it and burnt like oh a good portion of it. Yeah. That was like all at the bottom. So um, he ended up leaving. It was just me and this other girl on the cart. And this line was like two people deep. Right. And this woman comes up and she has like her daughter and I'm looking at the popcorn. There's only like a little bit left and it's all burnt, like this burnt popcorn. And so she's like, can I get a bucket of popcorn? And I turned to the girl who was at the booth at the time who did work there. And I was like, should we sell this? And she was like, no, like we can't sell this. So I was like, unfortunately, like we're out of popcorn. We have left this burnt and like we can't sell it to you. And this lady just went off on me. She was like, I've been waiting in this long line, two people deep. My daughter is starving and you're not going to feed her. And I was just like, okay. Uh, and I, I looked at the girl and I was like, should we sell the popcorn? And she's like, yeah, we we can sell it. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay. So she scoops the popcorn. I hand it to her and the woman's like, that's what I thought. Like, I can't believe you owe my daughter an apology and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like getting yelled at yeah. by this woman. And I had never experienced anything like that right. before ever so i just didn't know what to say i was just like sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like as a disney cast member like i can't retaliate i was just i was just kind of surprised that like the other cast members who i was working with like didn't say anything and like weren't helping me out so needless to say i never worked in magic kingdom again right it was just all day it was like that was the worst one but people they were they just get so cranky there it's a big difference in like it's a big difference well when it comes to food as well because i think the food in epcot is very good and there's Mm -hmm. lots of it but magic kingdom not so much in my personal opinion so that was i ended up calling out the next day because i was like i can't take that so i got a point for that Mm -hmm. and um i once i got back to epcot i was like okay this place is like so chill i had a friend who worked in one of the biggest quick service places in magic kingdom and i mean every day she would get like yelled at by guests and like harassed by them and it's just just it's, ex- it's just yeah. horrible and it's why would accepted. anyone want to go to the job to their yeah. work and their oh job yeah that's I, how they're being treated i said if i had originally gotten like magic kingdom odv i would have termed yeah there's no way i would have i got i got lucky being in epcot vessels like we had so much fun i had a great couple of months but then it got to a point we were moving on to the holiday festival after food and wine and all of my friends got sent to like different locations because they were like it was supposed to be a much smaller festival with much smaller crowds so they didn't need as many people Mm -hmm. because they didn't have as many booths so they sent 
um, all my friends elsewhere. And then one of my best friends, Morgan, she ended up leaving because she was like, I'm not happy here anymore. Like I begged them to send me somewhere else and they just like won't listen to me. I had another friend before we even switched uh, locations they would always have him on like closing shifts and he was like, I'm missing out on so much. Like I just want to be scheduled an opening or a mid, like maybe every once in a while so that I can go and do stuff. And he had talked to leaders multiple times, sent emails, went to their office telling them like, I'm going to term if you don't change my schedule. Because it was the same schedule every single week. And like I was affected by it too. I was closing like every single day, working six days a week. So like I was missing out on a lot, but I was like, yeah, it is what it is. And he told them that and they were like, okay, like, yeah, we'll we'll take a look at it. We'll change your schedule. They didn't. So he left, like they didn't listen at all. And I know there's a lot of people to work with, but like when you, like a lot of people were just kind of like deteriorating, like, A lot of people were getting – and Disney at the time provided um, a couple free therapy sessions. Like, everybody was using them because it was just – it was getting to a point where, like, I don't know, people just weren't being heard. It was, like, draining. It was very – it was very draining. I was getting drained. I'm working six days a week, and Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid – the pay was also not good. Like, for Disney College program at the time, I was getting paid, like, 13 an hour in the middle of Orlando, Florida. Like, that's pretty bad. And my rent was – I think it was less than what the people doing the Disney housing were paying. Mm-hmm. So like it was just it, all around. It, it didn't just, add it, up. Yeah. It didn't add up. And it was starting to get to be like, mm, like I'm not happy anymore. And I'm still just sitting here waiting for the boutique to open back up and mm-hmm. it's not opening. And like, I just felt like a sitting duck. All my friends had left, like the whole exciting, like, Ooh, like the Disney college program, like that ended up fading. And we would always, we would work and then we would get ready and we'd go out together. We had this bar we would always go to called Senor Frogs. It's like a chain, but like it's a huge thing at Disney. And this other bar that's very near and dear to my heart called Cowboys. It's a line dancing mm-hmm. bar. Every Thursday we would, you know, get home from work. We'd get ready and we'd go and we'd line dance for hours. Like we weren't even really drinking. We would just right. have so much fun doing it. Yeah. But it just got to a point where like none of us could go out anymore or like our schedules were so different and we'd just be so exhausted and we're just me personally I just wasn't having fun anymore right it was kind of taking the life out of me and it was a company like I didn't understand because I loved it so much and I wanted to go back so bad it was hard for me to grasp that like I don't want to do this anymore right that like my dreams have shifted mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do yeah so I eventually we went on to the next festival, which was the holiday festival. So this is like the beginning of December. And we were slammed. Like they were not expecting that many people to come to this festival. Because usually they said that nobody really comes to it. Like it's just, you know, pretty dead. But no. And we were so understaffed. Like I went back down to five days a week. But I was working like 10 plus hours every single day. And I was working – um expo so expo is the person who would like take the receipt and they'd yell i need three of these and like four of these and they'd pick it up and they hand it to the people but like this close to the guests like right. with the register like you're behind the register if you're filling drinks you're in the booth but i was like face to face with the guests 10 hours every day mm-hmm. still during a pandemic you can probably guess what happened i ended up getting covid and around this time everybody was getting covid so like we were dropping like flies yeah. 
And I tested positive on the day that I was supposed to get my booster. I was so busy with work. I didn't have time to get a booster. And like, I was well overdue for it, well overdue. And um, so I ended up getting COVID and I didn't have it like that bad. Like, you know, it wasn't. So let's say when you get COVID, like how does the point stuff work with that? So um, I called in to like the Disney health and I was like, hey, I have COVID. I can't come into work. So they're like, okay, just keep calling out. And once you get better, I think at that point we were still quarantining for like 10 days mm-hmm. if you had COVID. And right. then in the middle of everyone getting sick, they changed the rules because people were getting sick mm-hmm. and they didn't have any cast members. So they were like, keep calling out. And then at the very end of your, you know, time, we'll just put it all together as one point. And okay. I was like, okay but they're very weird about their point system they always say that they're going to change things but they don't and i don't know if they did because this is around the time that i ended up leaving the company anyways but i i had covid so i couldn't go into work and i was just like this is kind of nice because it was around christmas like it stunk being sick on christmas and you had some like downtime (laughs) yeah at least i had some downtime from just like the craziness and i really just realized like i wasn't happy anymore and that the boutique wasn't opening up anytime soon. Like I had one of my leaders that I was pretty close with. He would come and talk to me like a couple times a week whenever we were working in the same area. And I'd always he, he knew, knew that I worked at the boutique. And so that's what he would always talk to me about and be like, do you know when it's opening back up? And he's like, not really, but it's going to be soon. Mm-hmm. Any day now, any day now. And it went back and forth. There was one point they were talking about not opening it back up at all. And we were just like, whoa, like what is that all about? Um, I had put in a transfer for the boutique on, we have what was called Transfer Genie. Mm -hmm. So once you were done with your Disney college program or when you're in full-time, part-time, you can put in a request to transfer to another job. And I think it was around like October of 2021, they put the boutique on there, but they didn't say anything. I just happened to find it. Mm -hmm. And so I put in my request to transfer to the boutique back in October. And so I've had my request in for the longest time. And And it's basically been after the college program right or yeah still during? it was it was during the college okay. program so i started back i don't know if i said it was june of 2021 okay and october is when i put in the request so for the boutique there wasn't like um i think for the people who had still worked for the company who were full-time part-time they got this place to other places so most of them were in merchandise mm-hmm. at like hollywood studio for whatever reason that's where a lot of them went some of them were like in the resorts but you had to work for the company to stay on the wait list but where i technically had finished my program, I was not on any sort of wait list. And I was a college program participant. So the longer I was on that wait list, the better. So I thought at the time. But I was calling out like every single day and they're like, it won't affect your your transfers. It won't affect anything. And then about like the fifth day or whatever, when I called out, I got an email saying that like my transfer had been denied because I'd reached the max points. So I had lost my position on the wait list for the boutique, which is the only reason I was still working for the company. Right. And I was just like, I'm done. Did you even try to like fight that? No, or? I didn't try to fight it. And I could have. And would they would ha- it have worked? I don't know. Right. But I know how they were in the past. And they were so like I said, everyone was getting COVID at this time. Like yeah. I had so many friends for weeks. It was just, it was the Delta variant. Like whenever that was going around, it was hitting us really hard. So I feel like too, like it seems like even if you would have 
gotten back into the boutique and maybe it would have been fine but the difference from prior to the pandemic to after it just seemed like in general because of the disorganization it's like who even knows if I don't know like maybe before whereas it was taken very seriously and it felt like you had this like high up amazing position that you actually had to like train and work hard for yeah that now it who knows if it would have even been treated as seriously you know like they might not take it as seriously and like imagine if you would have seen people getting trained and they didn't have to stand up for like eight hours at a time like that would piss me off you know because at one point it it was a very serious position to get yeah it it was and it was just the whole company from the beginning of 2020 versus like coming back it it so much had changed and a lot of people did not like the ceo at the time um because he was very much like money grab, like prices mm-hmm. were going up like crazy. Excuse me. A lot of lifelong Disney lovers and people who visited the parks, they weren't coming anymore because they weren't happy with the direction that the company was going in. I wasn't happy with the direction that the company was going in. And I'm like, I don't want to hate Disney. Yeah. So I just, I decided that the best thing for me was to just leave. Like I had no free time to do what I wanted. Like I said, I currently work for like a third party company. And during that time, I was still working for that company, but I could only work like maybe once a week. Like I wasn't getting any hours with them. And that was something I really loved doing. I, for the longest time, have loved social media. And what I really wanted to do when I moved to Orlando was grow my social media. And I had no time to do that. Like I... I was just kind of stuck, it felt like, again. And like I mentioned earlier, I, it was my dream. It's what I wanted for so long. Mm-hmm. And I just had a really hard time grasping that, like, dreams change. Yeah. And I felt like I had already completed what I needed to with the company. And my the whole thing I wanted to do was work at the boutique again, but I'd already done that. Right. So in my mind, I was like, my time's come. Like, this chapter is closed. The one thing I was holding on to, maybe they would have put my – my um request back in but what would be the chances that the wait you know the wait list is probably all messed up and at disney you're a number you're not a name and i mean it's the company's huge so that's i'm not saying that in a bad way it's just it's true so i went on my phone and like i didn't even have to talk to an actual person i just had to send an email saying like i'm terming i'm ending my program And they were like, oh, well, okay, your last day is like January 2nd, but I'm still in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So like I was just done. Right. And then I was I was free, but then like, what the heck do I do with all my time and like money and all of that? So then that turned into a whole other situation where like all my friends are still working for Disney and there a lot of them were not happy either, just with like the way the hours go and Like I said, I had a friend who worked in like one of the busiest quick service places in Magic Kingdom and she would come home like every – she was my roommate at Mm -hmm. the time. She'd come home every single day just like exhausted and like she liked the job itself but like the customers and just like having to work in the heat and having to work these late hours. She was just – she was getting tired of it so she wanted to – transfer out but she was on the college program so you can't transfer while you're on the program you have to wait for it to end well it seems like too like even if there was negatives happening within the job like even if it wasn't the job itself but it was the customers it seems like there wasn't really many people like higher ups to talk to yeah to get the support that you guys would need like I feel like if there was more support 
maybe people wouldn't feel as exhausted. You know, it just doesn't seem like there yeah. was there was a, a lack of support. Yeah, and I do want to mention that it also really depends on your location. Okay. So like when I was at the boutique, the good thing about it is that there weren't many of us. So like if right. I had an issue and I really wanted to talk to a leader about it, their office was right there. Yeah. I could just go and talk to him. Whereas when I worked in Epcot, there were hundreds of mm-hmm. us. I don't even know where the leader's offices were. Yeah. They were they would come out and talk to us. And like, if you really wanted to talk, like you could go back to the office. But I just never really had any problems like that where right. I needed to. But there would be days like I would see my coordinators multiple times a day. Some days I would see a leader, depending on how busy we were. The uh, proprietors they're above the leaders. I would never see them. Yeah. And I know some locations it was different. Like they would see their leaders every single day, and they would talk to them every single day. Their proprietors they would talk to every once in a while, get to know them. I don't. I didn't know who ours were mm-hmm. because there were just so many people for them to deal with, and they just weren't really expecting, like I said, the amount of people to come in. They just didn't have the hands for it. And they were trying to keep the company afloat while also trying to deal with like all of these college students and yeah. like I said, people who've never had jobs before, people who worked there and before the pandemic and had, you know, an idea of what it would be like. And then it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um But there were a lot of issues that went on. Um, I haven't really talked a whole lot about those, but they, like I said, just goes back to location. My roommate originally, when she first started, she was like Skyliner custodial. And the Skyliners are like these carts that fly through the sky, basically. Mm -hmm. It'll take you from one park to the other to resort to resort. They're pretty cool. Yeah. But they rock back and forth and so like when she was cleaning them she was getting very motion sick and she doesn't like vomit code v is what we call it at disney i think it's what it's called but the thought of having to clean that up like she just couldn't do it and so she talked to her proprietor and was like i don't can i please get a recast and they were like okay yeah easy they just sent her somewhere else whereas um there was this girl there were a few people actually that i worked with who had food allergy allergies severe like fish or something like that and when they asked for a recast they were like no or when they asked if they could work somewhere that didn't serve fish they were like that's up to you to trade your shift and trading shifts especially if you're closing not easy right not easy at all i mean i would we had this one only one kiosk that had like a um a fryer and it was the bane of my existence i hated working there but I walk in one day and I'm not fryer trained. And like, that's something that you need to sit down and have training for. Like you have to go onto the computer, I'm pretty sure, and take like a quiz or like, you know, you have to have training for that. And I go to work and I see that I'm put on fryer. And I was like, I'm not trained for this. So I call my cord and I'm like, hey, I am trained to work on something that, or I'm scheduled to work for something that I'm not trained for. And they were like, really? Like it says in the system that you are. So I just wonder who went into the system and put down that I was fryer trained just to have an extra person on the fryer when I'm not. Like, that's dangerous. Right. And safety is number one at Disney. Like, it's one of – there's, like, five keys, and it's one of of the keys. So um, that's how I knew the company was just kind of, like, going downhill. I had a friend who – he was working at a location. I can't remember. I think it was a merchandise location, I think. And there was an older cast member there who was stalking him and would not leave him alone. And he had told first with the coordinators, like, 
This guy is stalking me inside and outside of work. Won't leave me alone. Is there anything you can do about it? And they're like, yeah, we'll check. Mm-hmm. And they time passes by. They're still scheduled in the same area. Nothing changes. Okay. Goes to the leader. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm being harassed and stalked at work. Anything you can do about that? They're like, mm, not really. Like, you could either stay here and, you know, switch around your schedule or we can try we can try to make sure that you guys aren't in the same location or you can term. They didn't even give yeah. the option for a recast. And so he ended up going to a proprietor, still didn't do anything. He ended up emailing the vice president of the Walt Disney World Company yeah. because nobody was helping him. And finally he was heard. And it's just crazy, though, because even something like that, like, God forbid, if something serious happened, mm-hmm. it would be on all of them because yeah like he tried you know like it's crazy yeah exactly they keep things under wraps there under Mm -hmm. wraps i remember now this was like on my first program i was um the contemporary resort is like it was the first disney resort Mm -hmm. like very infamous very nice while i was there and this was like a week after working there somebody had jumped off the building and they did not make it and that was never talked about. Yeah. Never talked about. I mean, they just so – when I was working in Epcot one day, a man, an older man, had a heart attack. And I don't believe he made it either. And mm. that was just something – like, nobody dies at Disney. Like, that's, like, right. an actual thing. Like, they don't pronounce you dead until you're off property or, you know, whatever. It's just – I get not wanting to break the magic, but I just think that that is – a bit delusional, right. in my opinion. Yeah. I don't find it real, and I don't. I, I just didn't like that. It, it felt like a lie. Right. I didn't like lying, and a lot of people have very strong opinions on on the company. Like Disney adults are real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure we've you've all heard about Disney adults. They are very real, and they're very opinionated. And then there's like the other side of people who just like hate Disney or like just don't care about it. I mean, like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I'm definitely not a Disney adult, but. If anything, I prefer Universal because I like the rides there more. Mm-hmm. I love roller coasters. Um, my first day of training when I was in Epcot, so this was like coming back from the program, from my restarting the program. My trainer told me the story of how we're not we were not allowed to eat food, any of the food. Like at the end of the day, they would take all the food and throw it away in buckets. We had buckets full of food. Like we were not allowed to eat it for whatever reason. I get like, you know, being on the job, but like they just wasted so much food. Right. But my trainer was telling me the story about this previous program. It might have been the previous program. I don't remember when it was, but there was this boy who was a participant and he had gotten so many um, reports of just like harassment, sexual Mm -hmm. harassment, like very, very bad things. Many, many reports. Yeah. But they were like, well, we don't really have any proof. We're not going to do anything about it. Like, I don't even know if they investigated this guy. Like, there was just – there was nothing done but about it. other people it. were reporting. Yes, okay. but he was getting multiple reports from multiple people. And then my trainer said on his very last day of his program, somebody kind of – I basically set him up and – Gave him, I think one of the the chefs was like, here, try this. Take this food while you're on the clock. And just happened to have a leader like come by and see it. 
And he got termed on the last day of his program, so he didn't get credit for the program yeah. for eating food, but not for sexual harassment. Right. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Right. Yeah. And that happens all the time. Yeah. All the time, especially with... It's like they don't take the most serious things seriously. No, no, they don't. It's crazy. It's sad. Like food yeah. is what you're going to get. But also, it's, it's just like it's supposed to be, like you said, like safety should always be first. I mean, no matter where you are. But yeah. clearly, they don't really no. take – I feel like they don't consider that for their workers. It's more like for the guests that are coming. But like yeah. the people that are working for them, the same doesn't really apply. Oh, yeah. And I see it happen all the time. They lose great workers. Like I I would consider myself a great worker. Like I love that the company. That happens at places like that. Though. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to – you know, take it seriously and treat people the way that they should be treated. I feel like that's one of the main things that happens is that they lose the good ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of leaders who would like come on to the college students. And that was a big no-no. Yeah. Big no-no when it came to like power dynamics. Like, I think if it were um, like part-timers and like coordinators that was different but like a leader and college student it was there I mean there was an example of one leader who was like he was my friend's leader and he was like in his 30s mm-hmm. but he would always he was known for preying on like 18 year olds and 19 year olds and it's like he does this all the time like they right. were aware like that was his his was reputation yeah. and they just they let him keep doing it he eventually left. He doesn't work for the company anymore. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yeah, I know. So that was something I didn't want to yeah. be associated with anymore. Right. So so now with what you do, is it still in – are you still in Florida? Yes. Okay. I still live in Orlando. Um, so when I left, I was like, I want to pursue social media and I want to do my other job. And I started doing really well. And so I'm doing really well. I started, you know – making a lot of money and having nothing to spend it on and nothing to do. So I started getting into the party scene. Now, this isn't – I'm going to take a sip real quick. This doesn't really involve Disney. This is more just like Orlando lifestyle. I had another friend who was pretty heavy into social media. So, like, we just started, like, partying all the time. And I started getting really into – I didn't drink a whole lot before just because, like, I didn't really have the time to. Whenever I went out, it was just to have fun with my friends. But I started drinking a lot. And it it happens a lot to to the college students as well because they started cracking down more on underage drinking. But it was kind of – at these certain bars, it's like, okay, you just go in here and do this or go to this bartender and da-da-da and, like, they won't care. So, um, we were out and partying all the time. Sex trafficking is really big in Orlando. Um, I actually Googled it last night. It's like the, out of the United States of America, Orlando was like third on the list. Mm. Um, so it's not very safe there. And then on top of it, you're having like all these college students, it's like underage drinking, going out. I mean, there's been plenty of times. I went out one time and this girl, she... I met her in the bathroom and she was just like wasted, like drunk. And she's like, all my friends left me. I have nowhere to go. This happened twice, actually. Two different girls at two different bars. They're like, all my friends left me. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know what to do. And I was like, 
I don't know what to do either. Like, that's so dangerous. Right. Like, and like, who are you hanging out with? <laughs> exactly. Who are you hanging yeah. out with? Because my friend group, whenever we would go out, like we would hardly even lose sight yeah, of each other because we know how dangerous it is. And um, even at the bars, like drinks get spiked all the time. I There's this bar that I go to a lot called Kitty O'Shea's. And it's just like a dive bar, in my right. opinion. Uh, but I was somebody sent me a TikTok someone who's not even like lives in the Disney area or from mm-hmm. Orlando. And they were like, I've seen you post about this bar a lot. Maybe you should watch this video. And the girl was talking about how she almost got kidnapped at Kitty O'Shea's. And it's a popular bar. But right. even in broad daylight, I remember one time I was, this was on my first program and I had just gone off of work. So I was still like in my costume and I went to the CVS that was right across the street mm-hmm. from my apartment. But it was a little dark. It was getting dark. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite dark yet so i felt okay going out on my own because i was very aware of yeah. the rates in orlando and like how it can be and i don't know if this is what it was but it just seemed like it mm-hmm. so i was in the aisle like getting laundry detergent or something mm-hmm. and this man comes up to me and he speaks like broken english so i wasn't quite like understanding what he was saying but he was on the phone and he was like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, can you help me with something? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't work here. And he's like, oh, no, but you can still help me. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. what is it you would, what, what do you need? And he was like, I need to find a powder detergent. And I like did a quick scan and I'm like, I don't, I don't think they have any. I'm sorry. And then I start to leave. He's like, wait, no, 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 come back. Like, I really need to find this powder detergent. And I was just like, I don't think they even make that anymore. Like, it's yeah. only pods or liquids. And I'm telling him, like, I don't work here. Like, I really need to go. And he was just – he was, like, making a really weird face. Like, he was getting very annoyed and frustrated. And, like, he's on the phone. And he's just like, will you just wait a minute? Like, can you just stay here with me? And I was like – That was scary. I was like, nope. I had to – I don't know. But from what I was thinking – Usually, like, your gut feelings, right, though. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was, like, trying to bug my car or outside, like, looking at my car or waiting for me to come out. So – I immediately just checked out, went home and left. Nothing ever came of that. But there were stories um, of people, they would go to Walmart and they'd come out and their cars were tagged or people would follow them around. Um, people get drugged and all the time. this is all in Orlando? Yes. Okay. Yes. I never go out at night alone at all. I hard And whenever I do go out alone, like it's early in the morning. Yeah. But at night, like I had to go out to get gas the other night. So I was hanging out with my friends. We saw a movie and then we we're like, let's go hang out at the bar. Um, so I made sure that like me and my other friend went together yeah. and that we went to a Wawa, like well lit that like everyone right. can see. But it's just, it's scary to think. And after being in Orlando for so long, like I feel really comfortable. But um I don't realize like when I'm being watched or or anything like that. I had – I was out at – it was Cowboys, (laughs) my favorite bar. This was back in July. And like I said, like I have a little, you know, bit of a social media following. Like it's Disney Mm -hmm. stuff. So I just never thought that people would know who I am or anything. It just never crossed my mind. I was just so naive to thinking that like – the real world and online are just so completely different. But I'm out this bar and I was just having a bad night. This was back in July. I was trying to get this guy's attention. He wasn't giving me attention. Mm-hmm. So I was upset. And then I met this other guy. He comes up to me and he starts talking. And he was kind of being mean to me. Like he asked me what my name was. And I was like, Allie. And he was like, oh, that's like a basic girl name. Like I bet you like Starbucks, don't you? And I was like, I love Starbucks, actually. Mm-hmm. 
more than life right what's your point yeah but we like started we were just like talking and joking around so he asked me for my snapchat i gave it to him and then the next day i received like some messages from him and he asked me if i wanted to go out with him i was like i didn't pick up on that at all Mm -hmm. you were being kind of mean to me so I was like, no, like, no, thank you. I'm not really interested in dating right now. And then he's like, oh, well, we could just Netflix and chill. And I was like, no, I'm not interested in doing that either. Mm-hmm. And then um, he started sending me like these paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs. And I was just kind of ghost swiping it, you know, like not yeah. not opening it just so I can see what he was typing. He's saying like some really weird things like, oh, imagine if we were together and I, you come home after a long day of work and like. I massage your feet and draw you a long bubble bath. Like it was weird. Yeah, it was very, very, very off. That is so so strange. I thought it was so incredibly strange, and so I wasn't responding to any of the messages. Mm -hmm. But I was on Instagram. Yeah, and this was when the like anonymous thing Q and A was going Mm -hmm. on. So I was doing that, and uh, I was you know just answering questions and blah 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 blah. And then I get this one that's just like you're so rude you never respond like that's just rude blah blah blah. i don't know something like that like obviously i felt like it was coming Mm -hmm. from this guy and so i saw that and then i go on snapchat and he had sent me this really mean message saying like f you like you're a bitch for not responding like you think you're better than everyone you're so stuck up and he had removed me so then i went on my following list and he'd followed me on instagram Mm -hmm. so like this guy already knew who i was yeah Got me, like, you know, saw me out at the bar, got my name, my number, or my Snapchat. And then when I wasn't responding to him, when I rejected him, he just got very, like, vulgar Mm -hmm. and aggressive. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, I didn't think this, something like this would happen. And stuff like that has happened to me multiple times. Right. That was really the first. And now, like, I see this guy out all the time. And whenever I see him, I'm like, he gets so uncomfortably close to me. I'm like, I don't want any trouble. Right. All I did was reject you, but because people are like out there watching, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, it's scary. That, it's that sort really of thing happens world. a lot. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Wow. Just as far as like the Disney stuff goes, do you still have any other friends that do it, or they're all out of it? <sighs> On it, both of my roommates still work for Disney, and they both. One of them had a really hard time getting her transfer. Like she. Mm-hmm had put in her transfer she had it in for like six months or something like that finally got it so like now she's happy in her position but she was miserable before and was like debating on leaving the company like it was draining her the way it drained me my other one um she got her she didn't have her transfer in for that long like Mm -hmm. i think they're both happy with their roles um my best friend the one who used to be my roommate she got a transfer into i don't want to say where it was but it was like in the event category Mm -hmm. and it was something she wanted for a really 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 long time that most people working in this area they're like wiser (laughs) and they had been there for a long time Mm -hmm. so they didn't accept her okay being in there and they one of her i think it was her cord was just like really rude to her and said like really snappy things and basically told her that she didn't work hard enough because like she didn't have five years of experience doing this one thing and she talked to her proprietor about it and they didn't do anything about it like this woman just kept like harassing her so she quit she left the company right um actually most of my friends don't work for 
Disney anymore. Because I was going to say, do you think that that's something you would ever go back to or you think you're going to stay away from it? I'm definitely going to stay away from it. I actually, I I don't feel like I'm ready to leave Orlando, but I don't love... Orlando like okay. the traffic is a lot I'm, I'm from North Carolina yeah. and like I'm from the south I'm used to that southern mm-hmm. hospitality and people just being nice to you for no reason and Orlando truly is a melting pot and I love mm-hmm. the culture of it all and I love learning from other people but some people can be really mean and that's yeah. just not something that like, I'm used to I just feel like I'm too soft for it and I don't understand just like being mean for no reason yeah and I'm very much a beachy person like whenever I told you earlier that I like felt like I had to go to one to get a tan but I just love the beach Mm -hmm. um I eventually want to move to the coast but I don't know where okay I don't feel like my time in Orlando is up yet but in general you think you would stay in this kind of realm of like like career path wise yes okay yeah I feel I'm happy with what I'm doing now and I'm happy with like the way that my life is going and the people I have in it um I just no I would never go back to Disney I got what I wanted out of it and you know I said a lot of good things and I said a lot of bad things but my time there I'm so grateful for like I wouldn't be the person I am today without it well I was gonna say too it's it's interesting because I feel like growing up clearly that's kind of what you were viewed as and it's the most like if you didn't go that route I feel like there's a chance you would always maybe have that what if. So Yes, exactly. I think it gave you experience in a lot of ways for many different reasons, but it also like in a way completed that part of your life. And it's like you can still do something similar in a career path, but it would be better for you. Like that just probably wasn't the exact right career for you. Yeah, you know? and I had no free time whatsoever when I was working for Disney. And I love to travel. Like yeah. that's something I've always loved doing. I was in Nashville last week. Yeah. It was like with my friend who wants to move there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, going alone so I was like you can't go to Nashville right. alone. let me come I'll let join. me come yeah. so I went to Nashville with her and here I am in Baltimore right. and I'm going to Delaware in a few days because oh, I have a friend so who lives there yeah. so I didn't get these opportunities right. to do this and I don't you know I'm I'm a very like go with the flow type of mm-hmm. person and I don't know what my future holds anymore but I just felt like Disney was holding me back from what I wanted to do now I have friends who like I said, like eat, breed, sleep Disney Mm -hmm. who want to work for the company for the rest of their lives. So like they'll put up with what they have to put up with to grow in the company. I never wanted to grow in the company. Like what I wanted was the boutique. I never... And the experience too. Like you said, like you weren't even sure if you were going to keep staying. So I think it's... It's still amazing that you did that and got mm-hmm. that experience too. I really wanted to live in Florida. I've mm-hmm. always loved the state of Florida. I remember the first time I went, I was 20. Yeah. So I was older mm-hmm. and I wasn't even going to Disney. I was going right. to a conference. And as soon as I got off the plane, not even in, not even outside, as soon as I stepped into the airport, I was like, this is where I belong. Yeah. I just knew that like I needed to be in Orlando and mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. I went to the conference at... UCF and I was a junior (laughs) I was a second semester junior in college and I wanted to transfer so bad but like what was the point I had one more year of college left but I absolutely loved it so no regrets like I'm glad that I went back and like I said I still feel like I have a few more years left in me and who knows I might change my mind and want to stay in Orlando forever but cost of living is kind of tough and (laughs) And you'll see whatever happens happens whatever happens happens so far that's been my motto and exactly you're still young you have time yeah so But thank you so much for sharing your story and experience. It was amazing. It was so interesting. Yeah, thank like you I said, for I having have, me. I have friends that like are really, they're like Disney adults, I feel like. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so it's like interesting for me to hear like this kind of aspect of it. I had only been to Disney once as a child, like really, really young. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I don't really remember much. I mean, yeah. I remember the ride aspect, but it's very interesting. So I feel like it's kind of like a behind the scenes look of like what yeah. the guests and visitors don't see. But it's also important because like it's interesting. Like we've had a couple like careers, like career paths on here, like nurse, teacher, whatever. But like this is one that's very unique and different, yes. but something that I feel like not a lot of people have done and have experience with. Yeah. So it's like, I'm really glad that you were able to come on here and share that. And it's been really, really interesting. I loved it. It's very niche. Whenever I tell people in, in Orlando and Florida, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. when I go outside of, you know, here, if I tell someone, oh, mm. like I used to work for Disney, people right. are like, what? What yeah, was that crazy. like? Right, exactly. People are going to want to know. During so. interviews, like when I was interviewing for different jobs mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I mean, everyone asks about Disney, every single person. So I know like to me it's normal, but to other people it's like, what? And I remember when I first got there, I was like, It's It's like, it's definitely very interesting. So, well, if you're ever in Orlando and come to Disney, I'll teach you a few line dances. Awesome. Yes, that sounds good. Thank you so much. You did amazing. I'm so glad you were able to come on the show. Yes. Thanks for having me. Of course.